Hello, everyone. Welcome to season two of Holy Name Sisters, Women on a Mission. I'm Sister Teresa Shields, and I live in beautiful Seattle. And I am uh, Kathleen Griffin. I'm the Sister of the Holy Names for over 50 years. And all these years have been spent in ministry on the East Coast. Before we introduce our guest today, I'd like to ask Kathleen if she will lead us in a short prayer at the beatification of Mother Rose de Roche. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Blessed Marie Rose de Roche, obtain for us the audacity of faith, the simplicity of hope, the power of love, that we may actualize the words of Jesus, I have come to cast fire upon the earth, and how would that it were already kindled. Amen. I love that cast fire on the earth. And our guest today, Sister Catherine Ferguson, has been casting fire on the earth, literally around the world, for many years. She is responsible for founding Unanima, U-N-A-N-I-M-A, which I thought was an acronym, but it isn't. And so, Catherine, I want to ask you first, what is Unanima? And why did you start Unanima at the United Nations? Unanima International. I add international because that's part of its official name, although most of us are lazy and we only say Unanima. The word is a made-up word. It comes and reminds me of unanimous, but it really means that it's a group of people working together with one heart, one mind, in harmony for the good of particularly women and children, but our whole earth and justice throughout the world. And what led me to start this really was my own religious community, the Holy Name Sisters' interest in having a presence at the United Nations. Way back in 2000, for those of you that remember 2000, there was a World Conference on Women sponsored by the United Nations, and the U.S. sent Hillary Clinton there because she, at the time, was the wife of the president and felt he, she would be a wonderful representative for the U.S. belief that women hold up half the world. What we learned by participating in that world conference was how significant it is to be part of the United Nations, even though you aren't a government and you aren't delegates officially, but we're what they called civil society. And we bring the voice of what really is going on in the world to those various government representatives who are usually wealthy and quite well protected. So when religious women discovered what how important it was to have a voice at the United Nations to help shape foreign policies related to women's rights, related to poverty, related to children, related to the environment. We wanted to become a part of organizations that can rep be represented there. So that was the beginning concept, the beginning idea of Unanima. And what I did was talk with the Women's Leadership Conference in the United States to see if anybody else wanted to be part of this particular project. Already, there were a lot of big communities like Franciscans, Dominicans, that have a whole bunch of people belonging to them who were doing this kind of thing. But what we wanted to do was pull together a lot of us smaller folks who don't have 
big families, religious families that we work with. And so in the beginning, there were seven religious communities that came together and we chose our name and we began to actually do lobbying work at the at the United Nations. So that's kind of the beginning story. That's fabulous. And so I'm repeating myself, but it's so international. And as we don't have much of an international presence, we have Lesuchu and we have Peru, but some of these communities are in Europe, Asia, Africa, um, Australia. So it's... Um, We've grown to become 22 different women religious congregations. And wow. of those, we have about 22,000 members throughout the world in 85 different countries. So Unanima has truly become international. That like is to, amazing. I'd like to just point out the fact that how much in sync it is with our recent general chapter vision of collaborating among religious to move forward the agenda of the earth that we need today. It seems to be a forerunner of what is to come. And uh, the expansion of it over the period of time is very impressive. Congratulations, Catherine. You really followed the voice of the spirit. And right now we're 22 different religious, women's religious communities that are participating in, in Unanima. So we have 22,000 women throughout the world who are members of Unanima and we're in 85 different countries. So Unanima International has truly become international. Catherine, may I just interject with a, another kind of question? Are there lay women, active lay women, not necessarily associates, who could participate in Unanima or is it restricted to consecrated religious? Well, it certainly is okay. For, I mean, we have many associates of the various communities that have, have participated. And we've also provided access to the United Nations for other, both laymen and women. But the, strictly speaking, they're not members of Unanima, but they help tell the story of whatever issue area we're working on at the time. What are we working on right now as we speak? Well, as I mentioned a minute ago, the current mission and vision of Unanima is it's described in the phrase or the sentence, together we can create a world where women and children who live in extreme poverty will be empowered to achieve a better quality of life. And the particular aspect of that that's being worked on right now with a new director who is Jean Quinn from Ireland, a daughter of wisdom, is the issue of homelessness. And what it was a surprise to me about this issue not that it's so critical, it certainly is, and I think we can all agree to that everywhere on the globe, is that prior to her beginning to work on this and bring it to the attention of the various governments through the committees at the United Nations, homelessness was not an issue that had a policy connected with it. In fact, as far as I know, none of the documents of the United Nations included homelessness in their, in their discussion. So I'm personally very proud that Unanima has played such a significant role in bringing such an important issue for women and children and others, too, into the venue of the United Nations. It certainly reflects the agenda of uh, our Holy Father in that, uh, since he is so committed to 
the ministry to refugees and to people who are being driven from their homes from violence, i.e. Syria, Iraq, Afghanistan. Um, it is truly international, global. Mm-hmm. Right. Thank you. And what you've pointed out is the importance of a nonprofit with our lens as sisters showing the importance of issues like homelessness to the governments of the world. It's amazing. Thank you, Catherine. And what we do is we bring the stories of the people through the people themselves often into the United Nations. I remember when I was director, at that point we were doing some work on HIV and AIDS. Well, the Cabrini sisters, who are one of the members, have a wonderful project in what was then Swaziland. Now it's Eswahili. Eswalini. And they, um, we brought one of their main nurses into the United Nations to talk about the experience of trying to deal with AIDS in um, the poor country of Swaziland. It was very exciting. You are truly doing the work. So tell us, you already said one thing, but I would like to know what you think are three of your, two or three of your, the things that you're most proud of that makes you want to crow like a rooster or just say thank you for the people that made that possible. I don't know about crowing like a rooster, but I would say there are at least three things. I can do probably way more than three, but there are three that I would like to underline that I thought were very significant within the time that I was director. The one I'm talking about, homelessness, is with the new coordinator. The first was in that there was some discussion about whether or not people should be forced to pay for water if they needed water. And that had to do with whether water is a right or a need. And we did a whole lot of lobbying with various governments, especially smaller governments, because the, the bigger, richer countries of, you know, kind of know where they are and things that the others don't necessarily have the same ability to research a question or to know as many options. But anyway, we did a whole lot of lobbying. And as a result of our lobbying and other NGOs lobbying, that the human right to water was recognized by the General Assembly. And it's now become a principle on which decisions of policy decisions are made at the United Nations. So we're very pleased with that one. A second one was in the about 50 years ago, various countries negotiated a treaty about the women's rights. And the pretty close to 180 countries who signed up to that particular treaty are required to give a report about it every five years. And our civil society, NGOs, people that really know what's going on on the ground, have a right to give what they call an alternate report. Because governments have a tendency to say the good things, not necessarily the questionable things. We had a group of women in Australia who were very into women's rights issues. In particular, they were concerned about all the things related to human trafficking that were going on in in Australia. So they came with their own report about the situation of women's rights and and trafficking in Australia with a series of recommendations that they felt would improve the situation. They gave that report to the committee that was listening to Australia's committee And all of their recommendations were accepted by the committee, which meant they could go back to Australia and lobby their government saying, hey, folks, we need to shape up 
And essentially, the government accepted all but one of their recommendations, and there was a major change in the laws in Australia with regard to human trafficking and women's rights. So that was the second thing that I was very proud of. And it happened because we have strong work in, the, in Australia. I think the third thing is a little more grassroots. We proposed and developed an international workshop for youth from all over the world on the issue of human trafficking. So we had people from Europe, Africa, South America, Australia, and of course the United States and Canada. Young people from about the ages of 16 through maybe 20 coming together to learn more about human trafficking and to be able to go back and really work against it in their own countries. So that was another exciting thing. It sounds like it was a combination of lobbying and, and community organizing. I think that's uh, a good description, Teresa. It's um, wonderful how the grassroots... Well, tell us a little about the Catherine Ferguson Scholarship. <laughs> well, Catherine Ferguson Scholarship, when I left Unanima as a kind of recognition the group decided to establish a, a Catherine Ferguson scholarship for interns at Unanima. And so primarily for the sisters who are in various communities that belong to Unanima, every year one or two people are invited to become interns with Unanima, and they come and learn firsthand and participate in the work of Unanima at the United Nations. Congratulations. Yeah, it's a real pleasure to or it kind of a nice feeling to be honored that way. It is. And it, and you're knowing that your work is going on. And that's great. You had a great succession plan. So tell us about the Women of Courage Award. This is another um, innovation that our particular uh, non-governmental organization, our particular uh, organization had as we, ha each year we honor some woman Lay woman, sister, doesn't make any difference, who's made a particular difference in the situation of women throughout the world. And one of the people that comes to mind that we honored is a woman from Canada named Jessica Ernst. She was an environmental uh, analyst or consultant for one of the oil companies up there that was working in shale oil in Alberta. And what she did was she called them on fracking. And as a result, they fracked her well. She lived in rural Alberta, which meant that it was no longer, the water was no longer drinkable, and the gas, the natural gas, seeped into every, all the water in, on the, her, her property. So she uh, took them on legally to try to get some justice for that. And so we honored her. Sadly, I just learned this yesterday, her lawyers at some point, she took it all the way to the Supreme Court and was given the right to uh, try to, to legally hold the regulators in Alberta pro uh, responsible, but her lawyers quit on her. So she essentially has no representation and that and since there's been no action on the on the on the suit for the last three years, it just dies. So we've uh, we didn't. I mean, she spent hours and much money trying to get her rights, but she's a woman of courage, that's for sure. 
Was she the one that spoke at one of our chapters a few years ago? Yes, she was. Oh, that was so amazing. It was horrible to hear about what she what had happened to her land and her water. Yeah. Catherine, I know that Unanima International has expanded wonderfully over the last 10 plus years. And I am sure that when people hear your words, they're going to want to become more involved. And I know you have a very good website. Is there anything you can say to us about the best way to become engaged and what you would recommend to someone listening to you who wants to join Unanima International or who just wants to support you? Anything you'd like to say about that in this presentation? Well, first of all, I'll just underline the website, which is www.unanima-international.org. And on that, you will, in that, you will find a number of ways that you can get involved. In terms of becoming a member, you really would need to be a member or an associate of a sister's community that belongs to Unanima. But in terms of being involved, there's the internship we talked about earlier. There's the opportunity to volunteer in other ways. If you happen to have a good story, an important story about homelessness, you could submit your story and that would help Unanima make its statements. You could um, help with the research that we're doing and become a research partner with people that are looking Right now, the, the issues of particular interest are family, homelessness, and trauma. So those are some of the particular ways. And then, of course, the, the old standby for all of us, donate, make a, a monetary contribution. All of those things would be uh, ways that people can become involved and that would support the work of Unanima and really help the work of just bring about justice for women and children in the world. Thank you. This is so fabulous. And I'm going to ask both Kathleen and Catherine right now. I don't mean to put you on the spot, but I know you you are full of the charism of the Holy Name Sisters. And just in a few words, how does the uh, mission of Unanima International and the SNJN community meld and jive with each other? Well, Mother Rose certainly was always an advocate for children, especially children in poverty. And her big, big desire was that all children should receive the kind of education which would mean that they could bring the gospel to the entire world, the message of Jesus. And I certainly think that in Unanima, we have exactly those same things going on. We're not necessarily teaching children directly but we could be sometimes, but we're certainly educating. We're educating government officials, we're educating our own people, we're educating in our schools about the information that needs to go on, and we're certainly working in terms of trying to show the primacy, the importance of the love of God for children and women and, and, our, and our planet. I would say that expresses it perfectly, Catherine, and uh, I think the only thing I would add is that it is very current, and Mother Marie Rose was ahead of her times back in the 1840s, and I believe that Unanima International is leading the way for the future because the planet is becoming smaller and smaller, more and more interdependent, the haves and the have-nots, and we really have got to figure out a way together to bridge those gaps. Thank you. Is there anything else you'd like to say, Catherine, before we 
We well, say goodbye. It's quite wonderful that we have 22 different relig women's religious communities coming together in this endeavor that were communities that might have known about each other ahead of time, but didn't don't necessarily have any historical roots together. So we have Holy Child, Sisters of Providence, Sisters of St. Anne, Daughters of Women, Wisdom, Notre Dame Sisters, Bon Secours Sisters, Brigidines. Anyway, there were 22 different communities, and some of them really are not particularly based in the United States. And so it's just thrilling to be able to have that international collaboration to try to work on issues and problems that are international. Amen. So, Amen. We need to look up and around and realize the richness we have as women religious and our partners and associates and our alums and our students who are all trying to work for justice for women and children and care for the earth and work on the... This really gives us an avenue at the international level. And right. It's, it's major. Two things that we can do that really gets at systemic injustice. That is a good closing statement. Systemic injustice, and we are working against all that. Catherine, I want to thank you so much for participating in this and teaching us so much about Unanima International. And you've really expanded our horizons, and we thank you again so much. I'm just so grateful for your invitation to be part of this Women on a Mission podcast, Teresa and Kathleen. It's been a real pleasure to share with you um, a ministry that I've been passionate about and an area that I think we really need to be involved in, the international arena. So I'm most grateful. Thank you so much. And to all of you listening to this wonderful presentation, I hope we've all caught fire and uh, we've been inspired to carry the torch of freedom for women and children further apart and together. God bless. <laughs>